Blog Talk Radio. Carol the Coach. Sex, love, and relationships. We talk about it here. Carol the Coach. Compassion with contemporary relevance. I am a psychotherapist. I can be your personal life coach and I can help you with your issues. There are no problems too small or too big. You can talk about anything. Speaker, columnist, radio TV host, and commentator. Carol the Coach brings messages of wellness and empowerment within reach of everyday people every day. Almost five years ago, I lost my soulmate in an accident. He was killed in a plane crash. Life just for me has seemed to stop. There are groups all over the city. I mean, I teach one. It is a specific way to start thinking so that you shift how you see the world, which then shifts your energy, and then you feel better and you actually see things differently. Carol the Coach, always available to at carolthecoach.com. Now, I've got Russell on the line. I'm 47 years old. I'm a truck driver. I am married. I have a wife in San Francisco. Okay. I haven't been home in six months. My thing is, I, I don't know if I have a sex addiction or what the problem is. Why do I want what I can't have? And as soon as I can have it, I don't want it anymore. You're right on target when you say, I don't know if I have a sexual addiction. Well, guess what? Yes, you do. And you know what? That's my specialty, Russell. So you're at the right place. Continue. I meet women online and, and I'm in a different part of the country. I, I travel all 48 states, so I love sex. I hear self-esteem issues. You never felt good enough and you didn't feel like you were getting what you should have then and you're re- Reenacting that now. Do you want to change that about yourself? I got an interesting. I got an interesting email from somebody who said, "Hey, Carol, I want to get closer to my wife, but I don't know exactly how to do that." And I said, boy, there are a variety of ways to do it. And let me help you figure out what it is you need to do to get closer to your wife. Now, I say that because certainly you can do a couple's intensive or an a couple's workshop, or you can get to know yourself better. You know, work on your own recovery and communicate with your wife what you're doing to increase her trust. There's many ways to do that, and I want to talk to you about a men's intensive retreat that's geared for men in recovery to help them deepen their ability to connect towards intimacy rather than disconnect in isolation. And, you know, if you're like a lot of sex addicts, when your wife or partner or spouse create some resistance, it's easy to back away, isolate, and just do your own thing. I just had a man today that said, you know, when my wife got really ugly and argumentative, I went upstairs, I turned on the computer, and I looked at porn. He had 183 days of recovery. And so I always say there's these four types of communication, and they are aggressive, when you just punch back at the person you love because you're angry, passive, where you let your spouse or the person you love um, do whatever 
he or she wants to do, and you just, you don't respond. You don't interact. And then there's passive-aggressive, and in the case of my client, that's what he did. He got angry that she had yelled at him, so he went upstairs and he said, I am going to take care of my needs, and I'm not going to work on my goals, and I'll show her. And then there's assertive, and obviously that's where you you stay attuned to your needs and the needs of the people that you love. You work your recovery, and you do the next best thing to increase intimacy, to increase integrity, authenticity, and honesty. So how do you do that? I mean, sometimes you get in with a really good, a really good therapist who can help you work through those issues. Or sometimes you decide, hey, I think I need, um, I need to be around a group of men that can help me make better choices. And then sometimes you decide, hey, I need residential treatment or I need um, an intensive or I need an outpatient program that will really take me to that next level. And so for a few minutes, we're going to be talking about living in freedom. What does that look like? What does it feel like? And what is this retreat that you can participate in? Um, it's for men in sexual addiction and relational recovery, and it really will help you catapult your need to be authentic, your need to decide what is it that you need to promote intimacy. And so I got Dan Drake on the phone. He is the founder and clinical director of Bannon Therapy Group in Los Angeles, California. And, hey, welcome to the show. Let's talk a little bit about this retreat because men need to know what they can do to make a real difference in their life. Oh, Carol, thank you so much for having me on. It's so good to hear your voice. So good to be on. Thank you. Yeah, so this retreat, um, we, we Tim Stein, which you had on a couple weeks ago, he and I, we've been talking about this for months, and I think the world of him, and we we, we got to thinking there's, a lot of programs for the foundations of sex addiction recovery, but we really felt mm-hmm. like there's a, a need for, you know, what does someone do after they have, uh, you know, the basics down, but they still struggle in their relationships, they're, you know, have some intimacy issues, they maybe struggle with empathy. So we wanted this to be more of a phase two type intensive and retreat for, for guys that are going through this, and, and that's what we're offering in a couple weeks. So tell me a little bit about where is it, and what is it about? Break it down a little bit, because I know that you and I, as well as Tim, believe in that second stage of sexual addiction recovery is all about intimacy and, and building that with the people you love around you, whether it is a, a wife, a husband, a girlfriend, or your family. So talk a little bit about how do you build tools for intimacy with others in a positive way. Yeah, well, that's a good question. We're trying to, so we're we're going to be very relational in this retreat, and you know, from uh, from the time we get there through the time we leave. So eating meals together, um, you know, doing activities, uh-huh. 
So it's not just going to be talking about this. It's hopefully doing some exercises and, and having some time to reflect and, and grow, too. Um, but we, we wanted to really talk about balance and integration. So one thing that we're actually doing is getting the perspective of you know, the, the men's partners if they're in a relationship. So getting their take on how, how the guys are doing in terms of intimacy and relationships. So we can have the, the guys uh, you know, check in with themselves, how are they doing with this, and then have real-time feedback from what their partners are saying. So that's one thing we're, we're going to do to try and match you know, how, how do I see myself versus how do others see me, um, including the men that are going to be there. You know, how, how are they seen by the other men? Um, and what are the areas that they have deficits in? Is, is it, you know, they overly connect? Do they overly isolate? Do they have issues where they, they um, uh, blow up in anger and, or, or get, get aggressive or hostile? And so we're going to try and really break those down to try and uh, help people come through this um, more, more balanced at the end of it. Well, you know, it sounds like this Living in Freedom Retreat that, that starts on April 27th and goes through April 29th, it's a three-day retreat to help you evaluate how are you doing in your relationships and what do you need to be more authentic, transparent, and honest. And so I know you're passionate about helping men and women restore relationships and gain that lasting recovery. What can a participant expect when they show up on day one, which looks like that would be April 27, 2018? Mm-hmm. What can they expect when they show up? Yeah. Well, they can expect to be greeted first and foremost by us and, and the other guys. Um, and it'll, it's in Petaluma, California, in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. which I'm really excited. That's more in Tim's neck of the woods. And I'm, I'm excited coming from Los Angeles to, to actually be in the woods a bit. So that'll yeah. be nice. Nature. Greeted nature. I think there's something about getting away from, uh, from our comfortable areas, getting to a new environment. Um, I, I think sometimes just the, the new environment and uh, new people, um, I, I think even just starting there helps to, to break some of those patterns down. So we're trying. We've been trying to talk to everybody ahead of time to, to give expectations and you know see where some of the the deficits are and, and what people are wanting to do. Um, but we're going to be doing things like you know some mindfulness exercises, some some play, of course, but also you know hopefully watching a, a video and talking about it, um, and then you know doing some group exercises, some discussion about this stuff, trying to balance out uh, you know uh, head and heart knowledge with really uh-huh. hopefully tangible uh, practical things that they can walk away with and, and implement that And so, That's Dan, obviously this uh, workshop, again, Living in Freedom, it's a retreat. It's a three-day intensive for men in sex addiction who want to work on relational recovery. You uh, would like them to give you a call if they're interested in, in making this um, a special opportunity to focus on themselves in relation to others, how can they get a hold of you? Well, the best way to get a little bit more information would be to go to my website, which is Banyan Therapy for the Men's Retreat. So that that works. We also have an email at retreats at banyantherapy.com. More people could call me, which my number is 818 
435-7847. And I do believe that's extension 21. And for extension anybody who's listening, my, my when, when Dan talks about Banyan therapy, he's, he's talking about the tree, B-A-N-Y-A-N therapy.com. And so they can get on your website and they can see the men's retreats that are being offered and find out more about this information. You know, Dan, you have made it your mission to help educate people about sexual addiction. But even more than that, you, Tim, and I are all really proud to be clinical certified partner specialists. We we know what it takes to make relationships work when they've encountered sexual addiction. So I know that this workshop is near and dear to your heart because you absolutely want to help men develop the tools to actually create a vision for their future and figure out what do they need to do to make recovery work in their relationships. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a huge passion of mine, seeing seeing so many relationships, you know, people get recover sobriety but have so many struggles in, in their recovery journey and their relationships. So that's the biggest reason why Tim and I wanted to do this. Um, we try to keep costs down to make it a thing that's room and board included. We, we really wanted to, to make it a thing where uh, we could share our passion, our mission with other men out there. Well, absolutely. So for our listening audience, this is a retreat opportunity for men in sex addiction to develop relational recovery tools. And if you want to build or restore your relationship and you want to take a look at yourself, this is an opportunity to build tools for intimacy with others in a really positive way. And you and I know how important it is for men to learn empathy so that men are going to be learning empathy skills and they're going to be furthering their healthy coping um, resources. It's an exciting time, and you said affordable, to get people, to re- well, to get men to really work on what it is they need to work on to develop deeper intimacy in their relationship. Absolutely. And I know that's something dear to your heart, too, is building empathy skills, Carol. So thank you so much for your willingness to, to have me on and talk about this. Absolutely. So for w- one more time, you can always contact me at carol at carolthecoach.com, and I will give you this information. But in the meantime, go to www.banyantherapy.com forward slash men's dash retreats. Or you can call Dan at 818-435-7847, extension 21. So, Dan, thank you for making this your mission. You know, not only do we want to help people get healthy, but we want to help them to restore their relationships because that's what life is all about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Carol. All right, you take care. Again, for our listening audience, that's April 27th through the 29th in Petaluma, California, and contact Dan Drake or Tim Stein directly. And... Um, that's 818-435-7847. Dan, I wish you the best of luck because, again, what I know to be true is that men want to make their relationships better. They desire that closeness that they avoided for so long by 
using sexual addiction as that barrier and medication all at the same time. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. I really, really appreciate it. All right. Have a great day. You too. Take care. Okay. So that was Dan Drake, and he and Tim Stein are hosting this Living in Freedom Retreat for men in sexual addiction and relational recovery. So find out more about that by going to his website, banyantherapy.com, and look up under the form men's-retreats. Now, all right, that's for the coupleship, and that is near and dear to a heart. And yet what I know to be true is when you are single and you are wanting to form a relationship that's healthy and that meets your needs where you can meet somebody else's needs, that may take some coaching. And so tonight I have Jackie Pack on, and she has she and some of her colleagues have started a dating in recovery process. You may have you may remember Jackie from their podcast. I, they've got an excellent podcast that helps people to understand more about sexual addiction. It's called Thanks for Sharing. And Jackie really knows that dating can be tough. You know, it's hard to know, you know, what you need in, in your dating relationship, when to become more emotionally intimate, when to become more physically intimate. And so this one layer deep, deeper is it's about sobriety, um, but it's also about taking your life to the next level and dating, dating and recovery. So, Jackie, welcome to the show. Hi, Carol. Thanks. Great to be here. Well, absolutely. And I'm so happy you're doing this because I always say to the men that I work with that are single, I say, you know, this is hard stuff for you. It's it's harder to stay sober when you don't have somebody that you're really – um, working with to maintain that sobriety, and then when you decide that you are going to actually take your life to the next level as a single person and date, wow, that is uncharted territory. So tell me a little bit about what made you decide that this would be a great um, opportunity to help men through the process of dating and healthy dating. Yeah, so, you know, a lot of it came just talking to colleagues who are working in the field and just kind of finding some holes out there. I think, you know, as we get into recovery, um, there's a lot of time and there's a lot of resources that are available uh, for the first three months of recovery, maybe for the first year of recovery, that really are there to kind of guide people and get them taking their recovery to a deeper level. But what we found is that once they get sober, um, Mm -hmm. there seems to be not as many resources available for the advanced stages of recovery work. And I think there's just such power in still doing those in a group format, doing those in a therapeutic process, and kind of finishing that work that I mean, it's never really finished. It's a lifelong process, but really being able to dig into some of the things that come later in recovery after sobriety. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about One Layer Deeper. What is that? Yeah. And for our listening audience that wants to date and they are 
you know, in recovery for sex addiction, tell me what they could expect if they attended a retreat specifically for this information. Okay, yeah. So um, one layer deeper is started with my colleague that you mentioned with the um, podcast, Jonathan Taylor. So myself and him, and we teamed up with and are collaborating with Amy Smith at Worth Recovery. And um, just kind of we collaborated on a couple other projects, and we knew that we had kind of a good working system and worked well with each other. And, you know, she does a lot of recovery coaching and found some of the same holes for her clients that we were finding um, with ours. And so we started looking at what could we do. And we came up with um, these intensives. Um, So our first one is going to be on dating and recovery. And you can find more about this our website that went live, I think, two weeks ago, uh, which is one spelled out N-O-N-E, layerdeeper.com. And you can go there and you can look at – what you'll be walking away with from this um, from this intensive weekend. It's the first one scheduled for June um, here in Midway, Utah, which will be beautiful season. It's a kind of a mountain resort up just past Park City, Utah. So it'll be a great location to do some real safe work on some deeper issues. Um, and then we've also got one scheduled right now in the fall that we'll be digging into just specifically targeting family of origin issues. Wow, that sounds very comprehensive. You know, it really does allow you to go one one layer deeper and decide what is it that is getting in the way of your recovery or getting in the way of developing that intimacy with yourself and with other people. So, you know, I love Amy Smith. She has been an amazing resource throughout the years to provide an opportunity for people to find recovery and to get to the right resource. So you're collaborating with her and you Mm -hmm. well, Three of you are making it happen. So let me just ask you a bit about the actual retreat. What can people expect if they come to one layer deeper? So the first one that we're doing um, with dating and recovery, one of the things that people will be walking away with is a dating plan. Now, we're going to be spending, you know, two, two and a half days really um, developing this dating plan one of the things that I find is sometimes I'll I'll be working a dating plan with clients and they may come in and they're like you know I'm not going to have sex until the fourth date which or maybe the sixth date which in theory sounds great in in practice that could happen you know within two or three days you could be having your fourth date technically and and sometimes we've got things that you know on paper might sound good but we really haven't really spent some time developing that. So they're going to be walking away with a solid uh, dating plan. Um, They're going to be walking away just kind of understanding more about courtship and the development of relationships and how that kind of happens over time and feeling more confident in slowing the process down and in allowing themselves um, to let things unfold before they have to make decisions real quickly. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. So let me ask you, obviously, relationships are tough. And for anybody who dates, 
more often than not, they say, oh, I don't like this process. It's where I have to look at myself. I have to feel insecure. I don't know where I stand. I don't know the boundaries. I don't know how to develop a strong relationship. Um, So this three-day workshop really allows people to examine what their fears are and what Mm -hmm. their capabilities are as well as their deficits so that they can learn the skills they need to to make more confident decisions, correct? Absolutely. You know, I I think one of the things that AA teaches us is that we lead with our weakness. And I think particularly in the beginning of of recovery, that's important, right? We might um, get too confident and all of a sudden our addiction has slapped us back in the face and drug us down again. And so I think it's good to kind of lead with our weakness there in the beginning. Um, But I think there comes a point later in recovery that leading only with our weakness will tether us and it begins to hold us back. And I think it's, um, The later stages of recovery is about learning the timing, you know, knowing when I need to lead with weakness and when I need to get in touch with my humility and when I need to lead with my strengths and being able to do both of those and, and do those at the right time. Absolutely. So for our listening audience that may go strengths, I don't even know what my strengths are. Give yeah. me an example of somebody who would attend your retreat, what are some of the strengths they may discover about themselves? You know, I mean, they for some they may really start to discover in a group that they are a really funny, um, witty kind of person and knowing when to use that as a strength versus when to, when to know that using humor is something that blocks them or prevents them from going deep. Right? We can use humor in ways to um, strengthen us, and we can use humor in ways that hold us back and kind of uh, build this protective shield that people can't quite get through and get to know us. So I think it's really getting to know yourself and feeling confident in that, confident in maybe some of the pains and some of the um, wounds that are behind relationships but also being able to, in your present day, know how to effectively kind of put your foot forward and say, you know, sometimes we get so caught up in introducing ourselves like, hi, I'm Jackie, I'm an addict. Well, if we didn't say that, what would we follow with? Hi, I'm Jackie. I like to do this. Hi, I'm Jackie. I have this really great thing that I'm interested in, right? How do we lead with all of these other things about our And some of that is spending time getting to know those things about yourself. Yeah, I 100% 100 agree. And I work with people that are not sex addicts or partners, and I ask them to identify 50 of their strengths. And Mm. know to be true is we're lucky if we can get them to identify five in the office. And by five and personality strengths, I'm talking about what you just referenced. I'm funny or I'm genuine, or I'm loving, or Mm -hmm. I'm caring. And certainly for addicts in recovery, they're working on authenticity, transparency, honesty, um, being genuine. And so as as somebody who wants to learn how to date, it can feel scary if maybe for the first time in their life they've ever gone into this experience and said, 
I'm going to be honest, but what is safe to talk about and what maybe should I reserve for that third, fourth, or fifth date? You know, how transparent do I become and what boundaries should I have for myself so that I don't scare somebody off, but I'm also being honest. And so your one layer deeper retreat is an opportunity for 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 people to decide for sex addicts that when they decide they want to date and they want to be in good recovery, they also get to decide how do they go about doing that and they talk with each other and dialogue and figure out, you know, what does everybody fear or what does everybody want in a relationship, correct? Absolutely. You know, I I think um, there's kind of the saying, you know, that addicts can sober up, but the later stages of recovery really require emotional sobriety and emotional sobriety isn't just about sobering up, right? It's about learning to live in this window of tolerance and being able to deal with life on life's terms, right? So that it's not something, you know, I I know how to control what I need to control. Um, That's the serenity prayer asks us to do that. You know, it uh, encourages us to have the wisdom to control what is ours to control. But there's also that piece that says that life that just comes on life's terms And if we spend too much time trying to control that, we're really going to trip up. And so, you know, it's more about just sobering up and it's kind of learning this emotional intelligence. It's being able to, um, sometimes I'll talk about, you know, um, emotional intelligence is about having speed bumps, right? So that we don't just go from zero to 10 or from 10 to zero without any speed bumps, right? We have places where we slow down, we have places where we proceed with caution or proceed kind of with this awareness and mindfulness instead of just moving very quickly. Well, absolutely. And, you know, dating is such a scary process that it's got to feel comfortable for people to talk about their fears and also talk about what is most comfortable for them that that actually resonates with their integrity. So I want to talk a little bit for our listening audience. This Dating and Recovery Intensive is a three-day course, and it mm-hmm. starts June 21st to the 24th at the Homestead Resort in Midway, Utah. And when they get there, obviously, will they be spending the night there or will they be expected to just stay in a hotel. Yeah, so the homestead is is its own hotel, right? They've got different buildings, um, and so everybody will have their own room. But it's more of a um, – it's not just a – I don't know how to describe the homestead, but it's not just one single hotel room. Um, and so when you get there, when you fly into Salt Lake, it's about an hour um, shuttle ride from the airport, and we'll be meeting up there, you know, John and myself and Amy will already be there. And we'll meet you up there. You can have some time to kind of walk around. It's just got a beautiful um, surrounding to it. Um, there's some cool little hikes and trails and stuff like that. So they can spend some time um, 
exploring kind of the campus, so to speak. And then we'll be meeting that first night and going for dinner. We'll be going to fight and just kind of getting to know each other, kind of um, initially starting to kind of break the ice and getting a little bit more comfortable that first night. And then the next day we'll just kind of start right into the deeper work and we'll, we'll ha- we're limiting it to about 25 participants. So we can have both of the small group feel, you know, we can split it off into groups of five um, or we can do a larger group experience. So we're going to have opportunities both to do some small group work as well as some larger group work as we dive into the deeper layers. Got it, got it, got it. And so, you know, you talk about how does somebody know when they're ready for dating, especially if they've had a failed marriage because of sexual addiction. And there is so much shame and guilt associated with a failed marriage that it can be especially scary. And so in One Layer Deeper, this uh, dating and recovery intensive, you're going to be talking about how do you gain the confidence, how do you figure out what feels comfortable, and how do you communicate with other people? So tell me a little bit about the criteria. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously we want everybody attending to be single, right? Not that this is a place to hook up and meet people, but we don't want people who aren't quite divorced yet or think they're going to be divorced. So that's criteria number one is that you have to be single, Um and you've got to – this wouldn't be for anybody new in recovery, right? We've got to have some traction. We don't want to, as we dive deeper into the layers, um, we don't want to unravel people to the point that they're relapsing. Um, so, you know, some amount of sobriety and that ability to kind of hold yourself um, while we work deeper levels. Obviously, um, other people will be there, and John and Amy and myself will be there to offer support and assistance um, as we touch some of the pain and the original wounds that will come up, but to be able to also hold yourself. So we're looking for um, that, but we're not looking for people who have it all figured out because I think, you know, relational trauma is uniquely mind-bending and it's difficult to kind of find your way out of it. I think one of the things with relational trauma is that makes it so complicated is that it can feel like there's no beginning, middle, and end, because for so many of us, our relationship trauma or our relationship template started to form before we were even verbal. And so it can Mm -hmm. feel very elusive to us. Um, And and so I think that's why we need to be able to do it in a safe, supportive environment with people who understand that and are there to help kind of guide and help hold space for us as we go to those deeper places. Um, I think for participants, you know, they need to be able to have started to work, you know, with their therapist or with their sponsor on some of the deeper or some of the maybe the family of origin wounding that happened, um, being able to see the pain that's connected to the past. Um, Like I said, have this figured out. This is some of the things that will happen over the three days that we're together doing this intensive deeper layer work, we'll have those aha moments and dots will begin to connect and things will start to sort themselves out. Um, And then you'll be able to have more of an awareness and a more solid 
um, dating plan going forward with the insight that you gain in the three days that we're working together. Well, you know, you talk about in this dating relationship workshop that participants can expect to be empowered by being able to give strong yeses and strong no's. Mm -hmm. Say a little bit more about Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the questions that I get a lot and when I'm asked to present, um, I think it's just boundaries. People have heard enough. I think the word boundaries has made it enough into the lay public that people are aware of that, like intellectually. But emotionally, they're still very confused about boundaries. So I, I get a lot of people coming in asking for questions about boundaries understanding how they work. You know, I think it's one thing to have an intellectual understanding as a bound, of a boundary, but we all know that where boundaries really make it or break it is can we hold our no, right? And sometimes that's, I, I will do a, like a sensual experience with clients and get them, you know, to, to feel the no in the body. Where are they feeling that? Can you start to feel that in the core of your body? And then, how do you impact that, right? How does that get a solid place in your feet? How does mm-hmm. that take a solid feet in your posture, or a solid um, stance in your posture, right? Wh- what will your head be doing when you're feeling your no, right? And and how do you communicate it nonverbally? How do you communicate well, it? Well, I absolutely agree. I do, I do a workshop with women, and it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. I just have to practice in a line saying yes or no. And they have to think about maybe that's yes, I am going to pursue my dreams, or maybe that's no, you can't push me around. And where do they feel it? What is their posture like? If I were to tap them on the shoulder, would they tip over or would they stand solid, their body would actually reflect back their their belief system. And so it sounds like mm-hmm. you really help them do the nonverbal and the verbal things. Absolutely. Well, and one of the things that I find is sometimes I have male clients who will say, I don't have a problem saying no. And they may not in their career, they may not in a lot of areas in their life, they may be very comfortable saying no. But when we start working the relational pieces, that no gets very shifty, right? And it gets very, and, and they end up saying yes to things that they don't want to say yes to and sometimes are amazed at their codependency in relationships. And they may say, like, I never thought of myself as a codependent person. But when I'm looking at this through the relational piece, I crumble. Right. And, and so for them to work that piece, too, and not to just kind of make this blanket statement like, yeah, I don't have a problem saying no, because I think if we're honest, you know, I, I like to think that I'm fairly good at being able to say no, but there's still like a little twinge that I feel in my gut when I know that I'm going to give an answer that they don't want. Right. I'm going against what they're wanting me to say and I can still do it but I still feel something in my body because I know I'm going in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, you know, not that we know everything about life, but we're the experts and we, we have studied human behavior and it can be tough for us. So of course, right. somebody who has 
carried around some guilt and some shame forever, and they now Mm -hmm. are being their true selves, have to decide, what is true for me? And that may be a resounding yes or no about certain issues, boundaries, or expectations. So now, Mm -hmm. you talked about the empowerment. I'm wondering, how do you think intimate relationships build? You know, we hear a lot about intimacy, whether it's physical or emotional, and how do you think they build? You know, I mean, this may sound cliche, but I think it's still very true and very um, fitting that it's still layer at a time, right? One step at a time, one piece at a time. And I, I always get clients who are surprised at how intimacy builds as they're working this and how many things can lead to intimacy, how many things are actually included in that, right? I think specifically for sex addicts, um, there's so much focus on sex, right? Sex is intimacy. And they're often surprised when they start to really see how broad that net actually is, that intimacy is really about closeness and it's really about connection and there's a whole lot of things that happen, hopefully prior to sex, right, that are saying, yes, we're feeling close and connected, or actually, no, I don't really want to connect with you, and I want to distance myself from you, right? I may be attracted to you, and I may have thought of having sex with you, but as we've spent time developing a relationship, and I'm getting to know you more, I don't really want to feel close to you, Um And that may be about some deeper things, and it may just be about what I thought was attraction really isn't. You know, sometimes we're just, we may be initially attracted to somebody, and then we're just not a good fit. And that's okay. But can we then back out, right, before we've overcommitted ourselves to this person? Well, you know, it's interesting you say back out, because obviously that is one interaction that you have to figure out about you know and mm-hmm. and I teach my clients that when you're authentic and when you're honest and when you look at that person and you say you know what we've had three dates and I've really enjoyed my time with you but I know that this doesn't feel right for me and so I wish you the best I mean that's mm-hmm. a relationship skill where you're being honest you're being kind but you're also being direct and moving forward And then in addition, okay, so that is when you decide somebody isn't right for you. But what do you do if you really think, oh, my gosh, this is the perfect person. What can I do to make him or her my own? And unfortunately, that can be difficult for our addicts, too, because they are not sure what is normal and what isn't. And so being able to talk about that in a safe place really allows them an opportunity to hear what other people have done. They don't necessarily have to reinvent the wheel. And that's why mm-hmm. One Layer Deeper, which is about dating and recovery, is a great intensive to attend in Midway, Utah. And you have a little time to plan. The actual retreat is June 21st through the 24th at the Homestead Resort in Midway, Utah. Now, if people are interested, Jackie, how can they get a hold of you or how can they sign up for this workshop? 
Yeah, so if they'll go to our website, which is one layer deeper, and the number one is spelled out, O-N-E, layerdeeper.com, um, there's a place that, you know, there's, you can click on that says contact us. And you'll just kind of leave a phone number or an email address, however you prefer to be contacted. And we'll touch base with you from there and set up a 20-minute phone call just to answer some questions, give you some more specific information, make sure that it's a right fit for you. And if that's something that you want to do, then we'll send you a registration code. Um, and so, like I said, if you go to our website, One Layer Deeper, click on the contact form, you'll either have a phone call with myself, with John, or Amy. We've kind of got different times that we're manning those. So depending on when it works in your schedule, that depends on who you'll get a conversation with. But it's one of the three of us who are designing and um, facilitating the intensive. Well, that's good. So, again, for our listening audience, that's John, Amy, or Jackie, who will be helping determine, is this the right fit for you? Is this the right time for you to be doing something like this? And if you're somebody who's wondering about dating and you want to develop intimate relationships, this is probably one of the fastest ways to get an intensive where you can begin to develop who you really are. You know, it's interesting because you say um, in your description of this workshop, this will be an opportunity for you to develop a strong relationship BS detector. And I had to assume that BS meant you are going to be able to determine if somebody is telling you the truth, being honest, being authentic. Tell me what the BS detector is all about. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think that comes back to, you know, the first intimate relationship we have to have is with ourselves and are going to give us so much information that if we're tuned into it is going to be very helpful. Um, if we're not tuned into it, we may get caught up in a lot of BS that gets slung our way, right? And we may not be aware that our gut is saying, ooh, back away, or I don't believe that. Um, so we're, we're also going to be working on, you know, just kind of how to establish some boundaries, whether those are, you know, um, when people are talking to you um, and maybe asking some questions and maybe they answer in a certain way that you're just like, that doesn't feel real genuine or authentic to me. Maybe the person just goes on and on and on and on about themselves um, while you're dating them. Well, what does that mean? Right. And, and you're thinking, wow, this person's very successful because they're listing all of their accomplishments and that's all they talked about all night. Instead of recognizing that that person may have a high level of insecurity that they're trying to plaster over with their resume. Um, and so being able to kind of tune into your own body that you're developing an intimate relationship with and becoming aware, how am I reacting with this person? Now, the tricky part of this, like I said, the relational trauma can sometimes be elusive because it may be, right, something from our past that gets triggered in that present moment, and it's really not about that person. So we've got to be able to tease that out and be able to see, is this a present trigger? And is it really just about this person and this moment? Or does this go back and I just don't trust people? 
right? So it doesn't really matter who I'm sitting across from or who I'm talking to. Uh, My trust issues are going to come up, and I'm going to find some reason to find this person untrustworthy. Um, So, again, it's kind of developing that and knowing enough about ourselves to call ourselves out on our own BS as well as to be able to um, pick up and detect the BS that might be coming our direction from the other person. Yeah, in a lot of ways you're talking about somebody who may be love avoidant because they've been hurt or wounded or scared, and so they Mm -hmm. come up with all sorts of reasons not to trust the process versus somebody who says, hey, this person is doing a lot of talking about themselves and doesn't have the relationship skills I need to be able to date and get to know this person. Right, right. And and getting enough emotional intelligence around where that balance is and where that middle is. You know, we've got three days to spend together practicing this. And so you'll get a feel for it and you'll get a feel for where is the balance here and be able to take that with you and, and may even develop some, you know, supportive relationships with the people you meet at the intensive that you may say, hey, let me run this by you. You know me. Tell me if this is me or if you think this is legitimate and I'm picking up the right information. Yeah, and that is so important to get feedback from others and also validation and acknowledgement. I mean, it sounds like this three-day intensive is going to give people plenty of time to introspectively decide what they need and want, what their deficits and strengths are, and then validation from other fellowship at the, in the intensive. Now, so I'm sure I've got listening audience that wonder, okay, is this men only? Is it women? Is it co-ed? What's going on? Yeah, so this is going to be co-ed. Um, and it's going to be, there may be addicts in recovery. There may also be partners who find themselves single and for legitimate reasons are very concerned about starting to date again. Um, Uh so again, this, this is open to anybody in recovery, um, to come in. And I, I think there can be some beautiful healing that happens. You know, some of the advanced groups that we've done at our clinic and at healing paths, where there have been co co-ed groups, right? It's advanced, um, so we're not in the beginning stages, but some of the beautiful healing and some of the beautiful supportive relationships that have been formed in those mixed gender groups, right, in which everybody knows the boundary and they know what to do to keep it safe, and now they can be there, about, and it's about healing, and it's about support, and it's about developing meaning in, in your life. Right, And sometimes that meaning is in supporting other people. And sometimes that meaning is in about being supported by these people that we are developing intense, deep relationships with. And to have people that we're able to talk to. You know, I find so often for people in the early stages of recovery, you know, they really are living in consultation. Um, And then we get to these relationship pieces, right? Or we get to this emotional sobriety pieces and somehow they, they're embarrassed, maybe like, Oh, I should know this, or I should, I should be able to just figure this out. And sometimes that consultation drops off when it needs to stay really steady and consistent that we're running things past people and saying, you know me, what do you think? 
what do you see that I'm not seeing? Yeah, so again, it's a wonderful checks and balances based on your own gut feeling, what you know, what you feel, and what you think, as well as what other people have to say. You know, that they can mm-hmm. they can be a real mirror for what they are seeing about you. Now, we talked about developing a, a relationship BS detector. You are hoping that this group of people will walk away with a strong dating plan that they'll actually be excited to to try out. And, boy, that is an amazing accomplishment when people are eager to start dating. So how do you believe that you're going to teach them to navigate through dating, um, whether that's with people that are in recovery or aren't? What's the difference there? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the maybe the things that people think, right, that comes up for me a lot as I'm working with people are, well, should I just meet people today in my 12-step community, right? Like, And it makes sense, right, that I would be comfortable, right, that they kind of know what I know. Maybe they'll get my jokes or they'll be able to understand me before I have to explain myself. Um and and so it can feel like a safe place to meet people. Um, I often will say to clients, do you want to contaminate your safe space, right? That's one thing to consider. And I've had clients who effectively meet and develop relationships, uh, romantic relationships with people in 12 steps. And I have people who are just, you know, that they don't do that. And I'm also saying to them, you know, do you need to limit yourself? I mean, you might meet people in your 12-step groups, but, there's a lot of people in this world, right? And so why limit yourself to that? And I think what I see for clients is as they start to get some of these, what I call more of the emotional sobriety skills, um, the relational skills, as they start to get a sense of that and get a sense of themselves doing, being relational and how those skill sets work for them in an authentic way, Um, they get excited to practice that, right? And they get excited to try that out and see what comes back. And, you know, not everybody has been to therapy. Not everybody is in recovery. And so you may have to, you know, go slow. And some people, I will say, respond well. They may not know what you know, but they may respond really well and be eager to learn those relationship things. Because I don't think for, for too many of us, we just grew up knowing how to be in healthy relationships. And so I think for most, you know, for a lot of people, they're open to learning about that. And I find as, as I work with clients, as they start to learn how to do that, they're eager to practice that. And that's exciting. You know, relationships become something that's exciting for them and they feel it in their body, right? It's not just having a script and memorizing the script. Um, they may start there, Right. But there's so much more of just getting a sense and letting yourself kind of be more fluid and be more relaxed and move with it as kind of this rigid moving through relationship phases. Oh, absolutely. And I couldn't let you leave before I ask you a couple of questions that will help our listening audience know if this dating intensive is right for them. Again, I'm going to remind people that the dating intensive 
is in June. And it's actually a three-day course that starts on June 21st to the 24th. It's at the Homestead Resort in Midway, Utah. And I know the people that are thinking about dating wonder two very important things. The first thing they wonder is, would it make it easier if I just dated somebody in recovery? What's your take on that? Yeah, so like I was saying, I, I just think, you know, some sometimes, yeah, it might make it easier. It might make it more comfortable. Um, but is that the most important thing in dating somebody, right? It, and do you want to limit yourself to only the people that you know who are in recovery? Or might you meet somebody who's not in recovery but open to learning about that? Um, I think for a lot of people in recovery – who they're with in a romantic, significant relationship, that person needs to have an openness to learn and know enough about that, you know, they can be somebody that the person in recovery talks to them and feels like that that can be a two-sided conversation. But I think, you know, that we also learn parts about ourselves outside of the rooms of recovery, you know, and, and so maybe not limiting yourself to just people in the rooms of recovery because you may learn something about yourself in a relationship with somebody who's not in recovery. And, and so, again, not necessarily limiting yourself or trying to control that, but being open to maybe how life brings people into your life. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And so, obviously, it sounds like the options are open for anything um, when, where there's compatibility and honesty and authenticity and openness. Now, what do you advise people that come to the workshop in regards to sex? You know, it is really tough to figure out, okay, should I have sex or not? Now, you originally said something about, oh, there's, you know, some people think there's a four-day, a four-date waiting period. And I know that in regular dating coaching that I do, um, the number that most of my clients bring to me is three dates. And I, of course, encourage them to go a lot longer because I want them to really get to know the person before they share that sacred experience. What would you tell somebody who was asking you about sex? Well, yeah, I mean, I I think you bring up an important point. I I think, you know, I sometimes will talk to clients about, um, you know, are those three dates or those four dates before you have sex, are you being exclusive with this person, right? Because that, it may take a couple of dates before you decide to be exclusive with this person, right? And that I'm not dating a lot of other people still and am still in this um, exploring process of, who am I liking, right? So they may start out and they may be dating two or three people at the same time. And, you know, so what does that mean? Are you going to have sex with all two or three people? Do we start to narrow that down to I'm picking one person to kind of focus on that I feel like I've got a connection and an attachment and there's something there I want, I want to pursue and see where that grows? Um, that may be more of a time for sex to happen after I've selected somebody that I'm interested in and, 
interested in getting to know more and, and grow a relationship with. Um, and for some people, they've already had sex before that happened. Um, so I think sometimes, uh, like John say sometimes, that we go from um, sometimes that this belief about um, sex is my most important need, that's one of the beliefs for sex addicts, and that that can be kind of in the in the secret, right? And that's kind of a, it's my most important need, but I kind of keep that in the, in the dark. Um, and maybe that morphs to sex is still my most important need, but I'm not going to be secretive about that, right? Well, that, that's not quite the transformation we need to have that happen because there's still so much emphasis and focus on sex. And I'm not saying that there can't be or that sex isn't an important part of the relationship, but it's a part of the relationship, not the part of the relationship. Yeah, good point. You know, and so, and, and so I think I, some of that working with clients on, you know, how do I own my sexual needs and my sexual wants without being a jerk or being afraid of the sexual wants and needs of the other person? Absolutely, Jackie. This is an exciting uh, intensive for anybody who has some fears about dating. And, you know, like I said, it's normal to have fears, but as a recovering person, it's extra um, excruciating because boundaries have been so difficult to establish. And Mm -hmm. there's so many, you know, you doubt yourself so much when you're looking at developing emotional and physical intimacy. So I just want to encourage people, this is called One Layer Deeper. It's Dating and Recovery. It's June 21st through the 24th, and it's at Homestead Resort in Midway, Utah. And they can get a hold of you by contacting your website. And, again, that website is? It's one layer deeper with one spelled out, O-N-E, layerdeeper.com. That's right. And they can also give you a call and contact you for a free 15-minute phone consultation to see if dating and recovery is right for them. And they do that by calling. So they'll actually submit through our website to contact us, and then we will reach out and contact them at a time that we've set up that works for them and works for us. That totally makes sense. And that way, Jonathan or Amy or you can do the callback and make sure that all their questions are answered. So thank you so much. I look forward to hearing how this goes. You tell John and Amy I said hello. I will. And I thank you, Carol. I appreciate the fact that, you know, this is really a rare situation to be able to, to go to an intensive and work out these issues and I encourage my listening audience to uh, to take advantage of this opportunity. Yeah, we'd love to hear from your listeners and to uh, help them navigate these issues because they can be tricky. All right. You have a great night, and uh, good luck with this. Thanks. Thank you, Carol. Good night. Uh-huh. So, again, that was Jackie Pack, and she is part of this whole Dating Recovery Intensive, and it is called One Layer Deeper. And we all know that that can be really tough to navigate, and you don't want to do it by yourself. It's all about support, and 
that's what this show does. We want you to feel supported in all that you do, whether you're in relationship or looking for a healthy one. And you know what I tell you at the end of every show? I know you can repeat this now. I've been doing this for about uh, over 200 shows. There will only be one of you at all times. So fearlessly have the courage to be yourself. Take advantage of opportunities and make healthy choices. And we will see you next week for more sex help with Carol the Coach. Talk to you soon.